Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word Jerry. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now. And you can support this show and you can strike back against cancel culture. As you know, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, you're fighting back against cancel culture. MyPillow isn't in the big box stores anymore, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. <laughs> This is The Jerry Callahan Show. I want to start off by saying how disappointed I am. I'm looking up at the uh, day two of the hearings for Judge Kentanji Brown-Jackson. By the way, wouldn't you, maybe it'd be catchier if she called herself Jackson Brown. I mean, it'd be easy to remember Jackson Brown. I know. I assume uh, Brown's her maiden name. In fact, I know it is. So she added her married name. But if you flipped them around and, and uh, you know, be, be kind of cute, Jackson Brown, we could call her Jackson Brown. But uh, we call her Katanji. That's what we called her in high school. I knew her. I have vivid memories of her molesting me in high school. And uh, she got me drunk. I think she slipped a Mickey in my drink. I just, I don't want to say I can't prove it. And then, oh, it was awful. I, uh, I'm scarred for life. I uh, still have nightmares. I put an extra front door on my house because it was so traumatizing. And they never called me to testify. I, th- I thought the Republicans would have me down there and I would uh, I would have my moment to tell my, my truth. My truth. But apparently they're going to go easy on Katanji, uh, which is disappointing. Republicans just aren't as vicious as Democrats. Democrats accused uh, the last nominee. Uh, uh, Amy Coney Barrett of belonging to a cult because she's a Catholic. And the one before that, as we all know, was a gang rapist who uh, drugged and raped women when he was like 15 years old. It was all made up. It's kind of funny watching now when there are people on, 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 on mostly in the media, but politicians as well, pretending that there were credible accusations against Brett Kavanaugh. There were no such thing. The, uh, the accusations were totally made up. It was a political hit job. They almost derailed the nomination with their lies. I think every Republican should vote against Katanji. It doesn't matter what she says. She's going to pass. She's going get to get the seat. It won't change anything on the court. But remember Kavanaugh. Remember Kavanaugh. They should all vote against her. They should uh, attack her viciously because that's the way it's done. That's what they did to Clarence Thomas. That's what they did to Robert Bork, and certainly that's what they did to Brett Kavanaugh. So why not, why not play as dirty as they do? They should have some witness there, just making stuff up about her. Yes, and she she raped me, got me drunk and raped me. Why not? That's what they did to to Kavanaugh in front of his wife, in front of his parents. It was the most disgusting, uh, vicious political hit I've ever seen in my life, and I think it convinced a lot of people that the uh, the Democrats, particularly, you know, a handful of that, that was Sheldon Whitehouse and a few others were just scum. I mean, they're scum. They made it up. They lied. 
They tried to destroy the man for political purposes. Why not do it to, to Katanji? Seems like a nice woman. Seems like a smart woman. But so what? This is it ain't beanbag. This is a uh, this is a rock fight, and they should be fighting as dirty as the Democrats did. But they won't. Uh, they won't because uh, they know she's she's in. They can't stop her. Uh, they should at least uh, try to mess her up like they did to Kavanaugh. But again, I'm disappointed I didn't get called because I would have told my truth. I would have told my truth. But uh, we don't want to spend a lot of time on that because it's a done deal. They're just going through the motions. There was a couple of uh, th- 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 there was a couple of stories that I want that I want to tie together. We we didn't get into Michelle Wu, although I did tell you at the parade that I, uh, at the St. Patrick's Day Parade, that I did enjoy booing her. And, <clears throat> by the way, I booed Charlie Baker, too. So I was, uh, it was a bipartisan effort on my part to boo and heckle those two awful public servants, those two dreadful elected officials. And uh, before the parade, Michelle Wu stepped in it a little bit at that, at that, at that breakfast, which is just, the whole thing is just the... Uh, uh, an abomination that St. Patrick's Day breakfast where they get up there and they tell terrible jokes. You can almost smell, smell the body odor and the, and the gas in that room at the convention center. It the whole thing is it just, a, it's a tradition. I understand it was Billy Bulger's thing. It should be, they should end it. It's just uncomfortable to watch. And it was extremely uncomfortable to watch Michelle Wu, our teen mayor get up there and try to make some jokes. We'll play that. And, and we'll ask, you know, why can some people tell bad offensive jokes and others cannot? It looks like the Babylon B will be banned for life. They say they're not deleting their controversial tweet about uh, the lovely Rachel Levine. And if they don't delete it, then Twitter's not going to let them back on. It's outrageous. Twitter all the uh, big tech companies are, are arrogant. Oh, they're all leftist. They're all authoritarian. But Twitter is not even subtle about it. They're not. They don't even try to to appear, uh, you know, fair and 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 balanced. They just say we're hardcore lefties. You offend you. We don't like you, so we're taking you down. I think it's only a matter of time before I. I uh, lose. I'm gone. I lose my Twitter account. Hasn't happened yet, but uh, uh, we'll see what Babylon B does. I got. I got an idea. I got a suggestion for them for their CEO Seth Dillon. Um, ESPN, which occasionally you have someone at ESPN, a uh, official, uh, an executive, say that we don't do politics. We do sports. If you missed it over the weekend, ESPN did politics, and it's about as lame. It's about as pathetic as you'd expect from ESPN, they're not happy about the Florida parental rights bill. And they literally walked off the job. The the sound is incredible. The stunt is incredible. Um, They're really upset, really upset at ESPN that uh, teachers can't talk to six-year-olds about, about sex. Some things, you know, you got to pick your fights there, L Duncan. And I just don't think, this is worth it. The um, the quarterback, the quarterbacks in the AFC are incredible. We got a ranking of the quarterbacks, and it's hard to believe how much talent, how much, how, what star power they have at quarterback in the AFC. And and uh, nowhere near the top of the list is a guy 
who just got $230 million fully guaranteed, the whole thing fully guaranteed, while 22 civil suits from uh, massage therapists are pending. The contract, the deal for Deshaun Watson is just mind-blowing. And I'll ask the question, Clay Travis threw it out there. Is this the end of the, uh, the, 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 the debate about racist uh, NFL teams and quarterbacks? Is this over? I know Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job, but Deshaun Watson does. And he's got a big contract, and they gave up a boatload to get him. And it seems like uh, Amani Jones, you know, J- Jamel Hill, They've been silent. Haven't heard of much from uh, Howard Bryant on this. Uh, we will discuss that and a lot more on today's Callahan Show brought to you by DCU. Why do DC members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings detached. What's better is with direct deposits to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Craig, I'm going to do something. I don't think I didn't think I would ever do. I don't think I'll ever do again. I, I, I have a feeling this is a one time only. Um, Mm, Michelle Wu is getting uh, a bad rap here. <laughs> Michelle, <laughs> Michelle Wu, if you missed it, told a stupid uh, joke. It didn't work. It's what it's what they do at the St. Patrick's Day breakfast. Michelle Wu is the mayor of Boston. She is in way over her head. She's really bad at the job. She wants to make a law to to stop people from protesting her outside her house. Uh, she loves protests. Don't get me wrong. You can burn the whole downtown area down and loot stores and, and, and that's fine, but just don't go to her house. That's the kind of uh, petty tyrant Michelle Wu is. And by the way, there are kids in schools still wearing masks from uh, Michelle Wu. She's just, I mean, she, her, 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 the only thing she's done since she's been mayor is make the tea free, which is a terrible idea, but she's very proud of that. And she'll boast and brag about it. It's an obligation to them for the mayor to appear at the St. Patrick's Day breakfast at the convention center. Big deal. Everyone wears green. They have bands and guys sing Irish songs. It's absolutely obnoxious. If you've never seen it, you got to see it to believe it. It's it's the most. It's a like a three hour uh, event that leaves you cringing from start to finish. There's just one terrible joke after another. It's kind of like a roast. You're supposed to be a little edgy, you know, you're supposed to insult the other, your political opponent, political opponents. You're supposed to make fun of people like, like John Kerry or, uh, you know, I guess Liz Warren. Now you're supposed to make fun of the incumbents and, and uh, your political leaders and the mayor has to go. The mayors used to go and, you know, Menino, Tom Menino would make jokes and no one would understand them because he, uh, was just so inarticulate. And then Mayor Walsh, would, he was just so bad at it. There, compared to Michelle Wu, Marty Walsh was uh, Chris Rock. Marty Walsh was Dave <laughs> Chappelle. 
Um, Michelle Wu is a Harvard grad, which means she's one of the dumber elected officials because people who come come out of Harvard generally are really dumb and ill-prepared for the real world. She was uh, uh, selected by the uh, Liz Warren crowd that, that kind of runs the city. She was uh, elected mayor with like, you know, 2% of the uh, eligible voters voting for her. And she's a radical lefty. So everything she does, you kind of expect, you know what she's going to do. Everything's about, you know, free this, free that. And taxpayers, business owners, they're the enemy. She caters to the non-working class, which is what you'd expect. But she stood up at this breakfast and I, I don't know who wrote, wrote the jokes for her. I'm sure she has a huge staff of crazy you know, left-wingers who... Uh, who helped her with this, whoever it was who came up with this line that went viral, that person should be fired. They won't be, but she made a joke and we can play it. And you can tell me if I'm overreacting or just if I'm missing, maybe I'm missing it. Maybe I haven't even checked with you, Craig. Maybe you find this funny. It's so bad that you can almost hear people in the crowd cringing. In fact, you can hear people in the crowd cringing, but she makes a joke and it, and it got her in a little trouble, a little hot water. Won't matter because, again, she's a good Democrat. But but a lot of people else, some people, Jack Posobiec, the, uh, the guy from uh, big Twitter guy, big right-wing influencer from Human Events, he says she should resign after this. And he wasn't alone. A lot of people, because this went national, was saying she should step down. You know, she should quit in disgrace for this one dumb joke. We'll play it, and then uh, I'll give you uh, – I'll get your reaction, Craig. But let's listen to Michelle Wu at the St. Patrick's Day breakfast the other day. Over 100 days, we have connected unhoused residents at Mass and Cass to housing, treatment, and services. We've launched three free bus lines. We've taken some big, bold actions, but I won't lie. This past winter was pretty intense. Trial by snow, trial by fire, fighters' union – I'm getting used to dealing with problems that are expensive, disruptive, and white. I'm talking about snowflakes. Snowflakes. I mean snowstorm snowflakes. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. Now we play. We're going to get to some of the worst. I can't even rank Kamal Harris's speeches. They're all so bad. We're going to get to one from yesterday. Hell, there's one every day. That is absolutely Kamala-esque. That yep. is just... And when I hear something like that, my thought is somebody wrote that for her. She looked at it. I don't know, rehearsed it. Somebody thought that was going to fly and, 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 and get a laugh. I mean, it just, uh, this is, as I say all the time, an example of someone who has been coddled and protected her whole life. Do you think she ever faced any resistance to her ideas at Harvard or, you know, in the city, uh, city hall or, you know, just in her life, she's surrounded by like-minded lunatics who none of them whom would say, y you shouldn't say that. First of all, it's not funny. Secondly, it's going to be misinterpreted. Y you make, you can't make jokes in this day and age about race and about a race. And what happened was immediately you got everybody. I mean, everybody saying, what if a white mayor, what if Marty Walsh, what if, uh, whatever, uh, Menino, whoever said, her problem, his problems are black. I mean, that would be a, a fireable offense or a, uh, you know, people would be demanding a resignation, but I'm not offended. And I know I don't get offended by much. 
I heard it. I saw it. Said it's offensive because it's so stupid. But do you? Uh, does anyone really think that it's? Is anyone really offended? Are you offended by that, Craig? No, it's just like uh, if someone makes a on the right side of things makes a joke about someone. I'll do the same thing and say, uh, you know, it's offensive to me. I'm, but I'm also not, you know, in their shoes, but like. People always overreact to this stuff and immediately call for firings when it's just a joke. And and you can't have it both ways. I want to get right. to the Babylon B, but the Babylon, Babylon B gets suspended if you don't know Babylon B. It's a, it's the best the best uh, Twitter feed there is. The best Twitter account. It's hilarious. It's it's edgy. It's it's mean and that can be, but it's it's satire. And they go to the edge and sometimes over the edge. And I appreciate that. It literally makes me laugh. Uh, it's been banned for making fun of Rachel, uh, Rachel Levine, which you can't do in this day and age. You can't, I mean, you can make fun of anybody, but except transgender individuals, they're heroes, but we'll get to the Babylon B because it's, you can't, a lot of people I saw out there wanted to have it both ways. You know, they want to say, Oh, what, <clears throat> Uh, what Babylon B did was just a joke. And it was everything they do is a joke. Well, why isn't what Michelle Wu, I can't believe I'm defending her, but <laughs> why isn't Michelle Wu just a joke? It's, it's not funny. It's stupid. And maybe it's inappropriate, but it's not offensive. Matt Walsh, who's, you know, my favorite podcaster. He says, imagine if a politician commemorated black history month by saying that he's dealing with problems that are expensive, disruptive, and black. First of all, I wouldn't know where the joke is. At least I know with Michelle Wu, she's joking about snow and pretending her problems are white because of the snow. It's it's what they expect the politicians to do, say, make off-color, edgy jokes at this breakfast. And she tried, again, not the least bit funny. It's lame. It fell flat. She did do but- it at a St. Patrick's Day breakfast in Boston. So she was offending everyone in the place. You know what? Here's my take on this. You shouldn't go. You know, you shouldn't go. If you're, I mean, you know, you they don't like you there. I think, uh, I don't think Mitt Romney went too often. Obviously, they just make fun of him. But, I mean, these are these are loathsome people, the whole crew. that There's 300 people there. And yep. not between, between all of them, they, there's not an honest day's work has never been done. It's a bunch of schemers and charlatans and they're, looking at political connections and looking for, you know, to get contracts from, uh, from the city or the state, the place is disgusting. If, if you're Michelle Wu, obviously these, obviously you got to make your connections, but your base are, are people who don't work. Your base are people, you know, in at Harvard or in the education field who are all scamming the system. These, these aren't your people. Why not give them a finger and tell them to go screw? Why go to this? Uh, I guess maybe you felt an obligation because you're mayor, but I, I can't believe, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so Matt Walsh says it'd be like a white mayor saying he's dealing with black problems, but what would the joke be? There's gotta be a joke. See, we have to, we have to give a little, uh, uh leeway to people making jokes at a roast. No, Which would, is essentially what this is. Wouldn't that be more like a, a Mexican mayor saying there's black problems? <laughs> I can't keep. It's a good question, but I don't know. I guess so. I mean, uh, did she make any like Asian jokes, make fun of herself? Kind of. 
She did. Oh, good. We have, we have some more Michelle. Oh, this, you saved the good stuff, right? You yeah. saved the, you know, the, the real quality I will say, humor. I will say though, uh, you compared her to Kamala Harris. She sort of comes across like she has some sort of personality. Unlike that robot who just reads teleprompters funny. Well, I'm sure. Well, she's smarter than Kamala, Kamala Harris. Uh, I, I heard Newt Gingrich say last night, she's the dumbest vice president the country's ever had. And I'm thinking, well, we've had, I don't know how many vice presidents we've had, 40s, whatever, eight or 50. And um, first of all, that'd be tough to qualify, quantify, because we don't know how dumb, like, the sixth vice president. We don't even know all the vice presidents. I don't. We had one recently but, that went hunting with his buddy and shot him in the face with a shotgun. Yeah, no one no <laughs> one ever said Dick Cheney was was uh, dumb. I mean, he's been called evil, but no one ever said he was dumb. Uh, Dan Quayle came across as dumb, but I don't think he was nearly as dumb as Kamala Harris. I think it's pretty well, I think it's consensus. I think everyone knows she's the yeah. dumbest vice president. She's the dumbest elected official on on her toes, speaking in before an audience, it's not just dumb. It's just so uncomfortable and we'll get to it, but I want to hear, I don't think it's fair to say Michelle Wu is as bad as Kamala Harris. Cause you can't be, you literally right. cannot be impossible. And again, again, she's young. She's been on the job, whatever it is, four months, five months. And, uh, and, and maybe, you know, she wasn't <clears throat> clearly, she wasn't ready. She's 36, but she looks like she's 18. Sounds like she's 18. She doesn't sound ready for the job. <clears throat> and honestly, I don't think she is. It was stupid <clears throat> to install her, which is what the, the left radical left did. They installed her. They picked her. She was that kind of candidate. And then they marshaled their forces on election day. <clears throat> it doesn't take much. Most people don't vote because they, they, they don't, they, they feel like the whole system is rigged and they installed their girl and she is just not ready. But Hey, she tried, but I want to hear the, the, the other, I want to judge her, uh, her uh, ability as a comedian, not just on the, the racist joke about the white problem, but on her other material. So let's listen to some more from uh, Michelle Wu. Some of you may have heard about the protester who heckled another Asian woman they thought was me. For the longest time, no one could imagine an Asian woman as mayor of Boston. Now they're imagining every Asian woman they see is mayor of Boston. That's progress, right? Nick, thank you so much for keeping this tradition alive. Uh, you know, that's her kicker line. So she's wrapping it up right there. Yeah, that's her last line. That was you know the last what? of it. I mean, it's not funny, but it's she tried. All right. right. She exactly. tried. All right. I've done enough. I've done enough uh, defending of our awful team mayor. Um, I don't want to defend Twitter ever, ever. I mean, Twitter's an awful authoritarian, uh, 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 like a gang, like, I mean, they're like a criminal enterprise. They just crush out dissent. It's very un-American. Uh, the whole idea of Twitter, they sit there. I don't know who does it, but there's a cabal in Silicon Valley that reads the tweets and decides what's acceptable and what is not. And they decided that a satirical site, Babylon B was not allowed to mock, uh, Rochelle, uh, Rachel Levine in the, the joke. And a lot of people say, what's the joke? Cause they named Rachel Levine, their man of the year. Now we all know Rachel Levine's a man. She decided whatever it was like eight years ago in her fifties, after raising her family, she was going to become a woman. 
she transitioned from Richard Levine from Wakefield, Massachusetts to uh, uh, Rachel Levine, you know, became a woman, wore dresses and wigs and everything else. Um, the reason she's in the administration, she's the assistant secretary of health and human services is the only, the only reason she's there is because she transitioned because he became a she. If she hadn't, then we probably would have realized what an awful uh, public servant she was in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, Rachel Levine did exactly what Andrew Cuomo did in New York. She moved coronavirus patients, COVID positive patients into nursing homes, killing thousands of senior citizens. You'd think that'd be a a game changer when you were uh, trying to get a job in the administration, but no. Richard became Rachel. Richard's now a woman. So everything is about identity politics. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. (laughs) No, 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 no. Enough of that. Hate speech. You want to get us banned? No more hate speech. No more hate speech. She's there for the same reason Kamala's there, the same reason Katanji's there. Hell, Biden, to his credit, admitted with the Katanji uh, Brown Jackson nomination that he only wanted a black woman. He said, this is going to be a choice based solely on immutable characteristics on race and gender. That's it. And which you look at her and you say, please God, let her be better at this than another identity politics hire, politics hire Kamala Harris, who is there just because she's a woman of color and she's awful. Hopefully Kataji Brown is a little, uh, a little smarter, a little better at the job than uh, than Kamala. But Rachel Levine not only put COVID-positive patients in nursing homes, she pulled her mother out in the dead of the night and put her in a hotel. Mm. How did that not disqualify her? Hell, I that no should She should be in jail. Yeah. Instead, she's in the administration because the administration is so progressive, so woke. They wanted to say, look, we have a transgender uh, uh, official and then they made her a four-star admiral. And they announced <laughs> the first female four-star admiral in the, whatever it's called, public services, some made-up thing. And you're saying, that's not the first female. It's, that's, that's not a female. But you can't do that. You can't say that. So USA Today, as you and I talked about the other day, names Rachel Levine one of their women of the year during mm-hmm. Women's History Month. And Babylon B, as they do, this is why they exist, they mocked USA Today and named Rachel Levine their man of the year. That's it. That's all. So they get banned by Twitter for that. They called it hate speech. Hate speech. To name a, essentially a man, the man of the year. Now, granted, it's satire. They're mocking USA Today. But they demand Babylon B take, delete the tweet or they won't let him back, right? Mm-hmm. Think of the way Twitter operates. The, they could delete the tweet themselves. They could just say, this is hate speech. Boom, it's gone. You can continue to tweet and have your account, but we're removing that. They've done that before. But it's not about deleting the tweet. It's about getting, and Seth Dillon, the CEO of Babylon Bees, explained this. Uh, he explained it a few times now to anybody who wants to hear it, that this isn't about deleting a hate, hateful tweet. It's about making their political opponents bow to them. They insist that Seth Dillon delete the tweet himself. If he doesn't do it himself, they will ban the account. They could do it. They could, if it's so hateful, 
Why not just do it yourself and move on? But it's not about deleting the tweet. It's about the act of making you comply, of making you submit to these tyrants in Silicon Valley. Now, Seth Dillon says he's never going to delete it. So they're going to absolutely destroy the best account on Twitter, the funniest account on Twitter, because they don't like anybody making fun of one of their heroes, Rachel Levine, one of their super woke heroes. Here's my solution. And I know Seth Dillon won't do this. I know no one wants him to do it. But I think I'm, I'm, I'm gone. I'm gone like opposite Jerry today. I'm defending Michelle Wu and I'm, uh, I'm suggesting Babylon B, Seth Dillon, delete the tweet. And I'll tell you why is because first of all, it's a great account. I don't want to lose it. They make me laugh every day. Secondly, because of Twitter's actions, the whole world has seen Babylon B. They've seen they've, a lot of people probably ready to follow and see. He's, it, they've, got inc- they've got more buzz, more publicity out of this than anything. And that's good. If you're a Twitter fan, you want people, you want the awareness. You want people to, the exposure. And they should come back and mock Twitter in some form. You know, name whatever. Name, name Rachel Levine, woman of the year again. Or name, you know, uh, 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 Leah Thomas, give her an award. And just go all in on the satire. And if they ban you again, they ban you again. But to just say we won't delete it on principle and then go away, I think Twitter would like that. I think, I think you know, the, the, the far left, the Rachel Levine fans out there, they would like that. If, Twi- if, if Babylon B says we're not going to submit, you can take our entire account down forever. That's a win for Twitter. Yeah. Don't do it, Seth. Delete the tweet and then rewrite it in some other form. And by the way, lots of people, lots of your fans, tweeted it out, retweeted it, talked about it, tweeted, wrote about it. You got great response from being banned. It was the best thing that could happen to you as a satire, as a right-wing satire site. Don't let them take you down. That's all I'm going to say about Babylon B. I want them just a little bit to, to uh, I shouldn't say to submit. Submit, but do it with an ulterior motive. Delete the tweet and then come back and rewrite it in some other form and come back, you know, full of fire and, and fury and go nuts, but don't go away. We don't want you to go away. You're too good. You're too am, valuable out there. I am surprised but, uh, that Twitter's gotten worse since Jack left. I know that's well, some, a lot of people said it. the guy who replaced him is even a bigger radical, but you're right. Uh, it has gotten worse. It's terrible, but uh, we got to get to this ESPN story because you know, ESPN, they're about sports. They don't do politics. That's what I heard. None. That's what their uh, ESPN executives always say. They're there, but you know, they're there to serve their viewers who want sports. They went all in on the politics, and it was as ridiculous, as woke, as silly, as laughable as you'd expect. Uh, we'll get into that. And moving into the uh, Deshaun Watson trade and contract and the incredible uh, a load of talent at quarterback in the AFC. Sorry, Patriots fans, you're not going to like where your uh, your sophomore QB is ranked uh, in uh, in the AFC. But uh, first, let me tell you about uh, ExpressVPN, our wonderful sponsor. We love ExpressVPN because you know we talk a lot here about cancel culture and censorship from big tech. We just told you about Twitter. You know about Facebook. You know about Google. These are all 
radical authoritarians that uh, they're, they're scary, just how much power they have. We've been shadow banned. We'll get kicked off Twitter. Eventually we've been uh, taken down off YouTube for medical misinformation. What some people don't realize about big tech is that not only do they censor what you read, but they track what you do online. They track what you're searching for, the videos you watch, everything you click on. They use this data to serve you ads and they can match your activity to your true identity. Think about everything you browse, everything you watch, everything you tweet. They use it and turn you into a product. The same big tech companies who are responsible for cancel culture are using your information to profit off it. That's why we use ExpressVPN and you should too. ExpressVPN is a simple tool that protects you from big tech companies by hiding your identity and your online habits. ExpressVPN disguises you and prevents big tech from tracking your online activity and turning you into a product. Make sure to go to expressvpn.com slash Callahan to get an extra three months for free with an annual subscription. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash Callahan. Support this show. Strike back against cancel culture, against big tech, and keep those identity thieves at bay. Uh, let me do paint your life, and then we're going to get to that ESPN uh, wokesters. All right, we're back. Everybody's back. We're back to celebrating life, to doing things, going on vacation, going to parades, hanging out with friends and family. And, and you know, you, you need you need a way to uh, remember these moments forever. I got the way. Paintyourlife.com. This is it. You can celebrate some of your favorite times by turning these memories into art. When I first heard about paintyourlife.com, I thought, what a great idea for gift birthdays or anniversaries. But I figure it must be expensive, too expensive. But that is not the case. You can get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price. Or you can combine photos of people or places you love into one painting. Choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. The user-friendly platform makes it easy to order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. It's fast. You can get your portrait in as little as two weeks. Makes the perfect gift for a birthday or an anniversary or a wedding gift. It's meaningful, it's personal, and it can be cherished forever. At paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, you can get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get the special offer, text the word Jerry to 64,000. That's Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, to 64,000. Text Jerry to 64,000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. All right, this was kind of funny the other day. First of all, we didn't spend much time on the Florida parental rights bill. It was another stroke of genius from Ron DeSantis. Uh, he won, uh, of course, but he banned uh, teachers in grades K through three, that's kindergarten, five-year-olds through third graders, banned teachers from talking about gender identity or sex with kids as young as six, five, as young as your, your kid, mm. Craig. You, I'm sure you're upset about this. Teachers uh, want, some teachers, some real crazy, want to talk about sex and gender with little kids. They're not allowed to. Uh, the opposition to DeSantis labeled it the don't say gay bill and claimed that you weren't allowed to say the word gay. It's a lie. It's, it's all made up as, as uh, somebody pointed out, it's the biggest political uh, lie since hands up, don't shoot, which they claimed Mike Brown did when 
when Darren Wilson shot him. It was a lie. Even the uh, Obama DOJ said there was a lie. Uh, it, uh, Darren Wilson was uh, 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 defending his own life from this big thug that was trying to kill him. Um, anyway, uh, don't say gay was a lie. It got all the usual Hollywood celebrities and, and, and phonies out there to jump on. It's a seven page bill. Doesn't mention gay. Doesn't say you can't say the word gay. Just doesn't allow teachers to indoctrinate children. That's a very popular thing with parents in Florida and everywhere else. But, uh, as usual, uh, DeSantis won the debate and pissed off all the nuts out there who decided it was anti LBGTQA, uh, and ESPN, which, uh, you know, does sports, they do sports. They're not supposed to really get into politics. They had people walking off the job doing moments of silence because of this. And by the way, lying about the bill, cause that's what you have to do. But one of them was our old friend, uh, L Duncan in Boston. Everyone liked L Duncan with Boston. She had no problem until she left Boston and then decided Boston was racist because she couldn't whatever, get a seat at a restaurant or something. Just totally, uh, Know, shivved all her Boston friends in the back on her way out the door. But uh, she made a statement, and so did these, um, I don't even know who these people are, the play-by-play guy and the color person yeah, who, are doing a, who are doing a game, and we're going to play them both. But I want you, uh, if you're watching this with us on Locals, I want you to notice something in the, uh, <clears throat> in the announcement made by the play-by-play person. Check out, I'll just give it away. Check out the score of the game that they're covering and tell me how many people you think were actually watching when they walked off the door, when they went silent in protest. But you got both cuts, I believe, right, Craig? Yep. Yep. All right, we're going to start with, uh, let's start with L. Duncan, then we'll get to the the play-by-play team and the color person who are telling you why they're going to go silent uh, while while they're actually on the air during the game. But let's start with L legislation happening in Florida and across other states as well that are targeting our LGBTQI plus communities. Many of our colleagues here at ESPN have planned and organized a walkout that will be happening at 3 p.m. Eastern today. And to be honest with you, we thought we were going to come here today and really celebrate a sport that has meant so much and done so much, including for so many in the LGBTQI plus communities. But we understand the gravity of this legislation and also how it is affecting so many families across this country. And because of that, our allyship is going to take a front seat. And with that, we're going to pause in solidarity. Our allyship. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right, we're looking at the screen. If you're missing it, they did this at halftime. The score of the game, I'm not kidding, is South Carolina 44, Howard 4. They're ranked, too. Well, that's right. What is the rank? It's uh, the, uh, Howard it's the 16. seeding, I believe. But, yeah, uh, Howard 16. Okay, that would be pretty bad. That'd be, South Carolina's uh, 1. 44 to 4. So the broadcast, this was live on the broadcast, at <laughs> halftime, again, one team has 44 points, the other has four. That's probably more than viewers were actually watching, right? I mean, who's watching a game anyway? But why would you be watching a game that's 44 to four? I have no idea. Uh, There's a surprising uh, amount of people still in the stadium, too. T- talking about her allyship. Allyship? I, don't even, I never heard that word with their, you know, their friends in the LBG. How does it hurt or affect them? I mean, just the whole notion that this is somehow affecting families 
it, it has nothing to do with LBGT. You can't talk about sex with six-year-olds. You really want to, you know, yeah. die on that hill, L? Is that really the issue? You're going to go silent or walk out? You're going to have a walkout at ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut, because teachers in Florida are not allowed to talk to first graders about gender and sex. I mean, it's so absurd. It's so brilliant on the part of DeSantis because no parent could be uh, in favor of this uh, or against this legislation and in favor of allowing teachers to talk about, you know, gender identity with six-year-olds. But anyway, do we still have the play-by-play guy? I don't even know who this person is, but. I don't know who they are either. Okay, let's listen to them talk about that. They added a letter, by the way. L said LBGTQI. I'm pretty sure this woman, it's Courtney Lyle and Carolyn Peck, never heard of either of them, but they're doing the play-by-play, and they're going to go silent when, uh, you know, before to to support their LBGTQAI+. I bet you could never name what all those letters stand for, because I know I couldn't, but... uh, I for insanity. Let's listen to Courtney and uh, Carolyn uh, uh, tell you why they're walking off the job. To go, our LGBTQIA plus teammates at Disney asked for our solidarity and support, including our company's support in opposition to the parental rights in education bill in the state of Florida and similar legislature across the United States. And a threat to any human rights is a threat to all human rights and at this time Courtney and I we're going to take a pause from our broadcast to show our love and support for our friends any threat to you a threat to human rights I'm telling you these people are nuts this is the same outfit that celebrated Leah Thomas destroying the the women's uh, NCAA championships in swimming Leah Thomas was wonderful you know, beating up on the girls. Uh, they don't give a damn about rights, women's rights. They don't care about women. They're just so woke. A threat to, what a, what a, what an empty cliche. A threat to human rights anywhere. There's a threat to human rights everywhere. Okay, uh, whoever you are, Courtney, Carolyn, whatever. Explain to me how it's a threat to human rights that a first grade teacher can't talk about gender identity with a first grade, with a six-year-old. People are sick. They they really, really want teachers to be able to talk about sex with six-year-olds. Um, you had a six-year-old, Craig. Are you hoping that your that his teacher will be allowed to talk about gender identity? Because I'm sure he's ready to wrap his mind around that whole concept. I'm sure he's really <laughs> been watching Leah Thomas or Rachel Levine and saying, that's, that's wonderful. She gets to live her true self. I'd find Is it very right? strange if someone came up to me and was like, I'm going to talk to your six-year-old about sex. Right. So. This, that's the, put it to the playground test. The playground yeah. test is that you're at the playground mm-hmm. with your six-year-old. What's his weird name again? Finn. Finn. Finn, right. You're, you're, you're one of those people that tries to be so creative with the names. What's, what's creative about Finn? Finn, what, what's your daughter's name? Isla. Isla. How do you spell that? I-S-L-A. I-S-L-A. Okay, that's not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Finn's very Irish. I like it. Anyway, so you're at the playground. You're kicking, but you're looking at your phone on the bench, and you see some guy, mm-hmm. 40-year-old guy or woman, over at the you know the seesaw, and he's talking to Finn. <laughs> and you go over there, and you say, what did he ask you about? He asked me if he knew, uh, if I knew about uh, Leah Thomas and how wonderful it is that she could live her true self because 
men can get pregnant and women can have penises. What would you do if that was a guy on the playground? You'd call the cops or beat him up. I mean, he asked you, if you, I'd you, ever you, seen a grown man naked. <laughs> but but they want, but L. Duncan really wants teachers in Florida to be able to do that with six-year-olds. And it's a human rights issue. I'm telling you, the whole thing was positioned brilliantly by DeSantis, which is why we have to have DeSantis in 2024. Uh, we're gonna move. We're gonna move. Um, I uh, I just I started looking at this this morning because does uh, uh, <laughs> anybody? What is the A? By the way, I meant to ask you. I know what the L B. I know the G. I know the T. Q is like questioning or something, or is it queer? Queer. 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 I is intersectional, which is like a birth thing. Something you're born. It's it's n- nothing to do with you know, sexual orientation. I plus, I guess just throwing it out there for whatever open anyone else to come along, but whoever we forgot, (laughs) what's a, I've never heard a, she added a, the play by play lady there, Courtney, she added a to the end of it. A plus accepting. I don't know. (laughs) Accepting. Right. A I'm I'm telling you by next year, the thing they're going to be like 72 letters. No one's going to be able to keep up. Uh, but, uh, it's an important issue. Important issue that uh, it's going to look like a that, it's going to look like an element chart with like uppercase and lowercase <laughs> letters and stuff. No. <laughs> like a, like an eye chart. These people <laughs> who didn't say boo when Leah Thomas tried to destroy the girls uh, that that was not not a problem. They were all in supporting Leah, but they're really upset about the parental rights law in Florida. But right, let's get to let me do Shay and let's get to the quarterbacks. All right. We'll talk about Shea Concrete. Then I want to get to this quarterback list, which I found interesting. And mm. the Deshaun Watson deal with, went down over the weekend, and we haven't talked about it yet. But uh, let's do Shea. I would have been telling you about Shea Concrete for a long, long time. Today we're sitting with the man who makes it all work, the man in charge of the whole place, my brother-in-law, Greg. Hey, Greg, seems like business is booming at Shea Concrete. We're cranking that out, Jerry. Well, uh, I'm I'm just wondering, what's holding you back these days? We could use some good help. You need people? We need people. How many people do you need? At least 20 people. 20? Well, what kind of people? We have positions driving trucks, working in the production plants, estimating engineers, all kinds. Do you need any podcasters? (laughs) I know. We do have the precast podcast. Well, I, I think it seems like a great place to work, as I tell people. It's a family atmosphere. You guys are good to your people. There's a great gym here at the headquarters. Uh, what's holding you back? Why can't you find people? Besides being to work on time, you have to pass the drug test. Ooh, <laughs> you have to pass a drug test. That's all it takes. All right, if people want to uh, come see you, they want to talk, what do they have to do? Bunch of ways. They can, if they want to be a team member, they can go to shakeconcrete.com, fill out an application. They can come to our, any of our offices. We got four locations. They can call me up directly. They can email jobs at shakeconcrete.com. And you'll give them a hat? And we'll give them a hat. Hats. Yep. All right. Sounds good. Shakeconcrete.com. I saw a really cool, uh, nice cafeteria here. Can we go have lunch? Oh, absolutely. We got empanadas and chicken. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to go have an empanada. All right, this trade, I forget when the trade happened, but I'm telling you, when I first saw the trade, Cleveland Browns trading for Deshaun Watson, I had so many questions. I mean, they gave up three first-round draft picks. Three. 
a third round pick and a fourth round pick, five picks, including three first rounders. Now, uh, and on top of that, they signed up to a contract, five years, $230 million, fully guaranteed, the most guaranteed money ever. Mm-hmm. $230 million guaranteed for Deshaun Watson, who's good. I always, I'm, I've been a big fan since, uh, you know, he's in college. I voted for him for the Heisman. Uh, I like him. I like watching him play, but we found out subsequently that he's kind of a, a freak. You know, he's, he likes to get his freak on when he's with his massage therapists. There are, there will be no criminal charges, we think, but there are 22 civil suits. He sat out an entire year. I'm going to say that creates some questions about the man off the field. I mean, we, we may, you know, maybe it's just a coincidence that 22 massage therapists all are suing him. Maybe they're all lying. Maybe they're all making it up. Maybe it's like the Brett Kavanaugh hearing, an organized smear, a, a, a false organized smear trying to destroy the man. But whatever, the, the civil suits are still going through. I found it amazing, by the way, that his, uh, Tony Busby, the attorney <clears throat> for the, the women who are suing him, <clears throat> said not one team, not one reached out to him. No one contacted him or his office about these suits and about these women. But <clears throat> the, the, and Baker Mayfield wasn't great. He was okay. He, you know, he, he was had ups and downs. I, I understand why they didn't want to entrust their franchise to Baker, May, Baker Mayfield. Deshaun Watson is better. But what the hell would he be worth if there were no off-field issues? If he didn't have to sit out a year for this, he was worth five picks, three first-rounders, and $230 million with all that baggage, which is amazing. Um, Clay Travis tweeted this out, and it's, it's sort of a good point. I, uh, does this mean we're done with Bamani Jones and, 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 and we're done with, you know, Jamel Hill and we're done White with people. <laughs> we're done with people claiming, you know, that uh, the NFL is racist and they just don't like, you know, they don't pay black quarterbacks as much as white quarterbacks. They don't give them the opportunities. They just gave a guy who's good, but no one would call him the best in the NFL. In fact, we uh, have the rankings in the AFC, and he's not the best in the AFC. He's not top three in the AFC. We'll get to his ranking. But uh, um, Clay Travis writes, the, the Browns gave Watson the largest NFL contract in history with 22 women accusing him of sexual assault. All the NFL cares about is can you make a team more likely to win? That's it. I agree. I agree. I mean, they're willing to overlook. They're willing to kind of hope for the best when it comes to this off-field stuff. Uh, when there's a chance that they can upgrade a quarterback, there is no price too high if you think you can uh, upgrade a QB because QB is so important. Nothing else matters uh, if your QB stinks. You know, you have the greatest supporting cast. You could have the greatest coaching staff. If your QB is, I forget stinks. If he's just okay, if he's clear, if he's a uh, Baker Mayfield, you are screwed. Um, so they're willing to do this to sell the farm. I mean, Houston, I guess had to trade him because of all the issues in Houston, plus their rebuilding. And they, <clears throat> in my opinion, did great. Houston has 
talk about a chance to rebuild. They have three, you know, their own picks. Obviously, they have three from Houston, <clears throat> and and a fourth and a and a what would I say a fourth, a third and a fourth. I mean, that's that's not quite Herschel Walker, you know, uh, Cowboys to the Vikings, but it's or or uh, uh, Ricky Williams in New Orleans, but it's close. That is a one man rebuilding project, right? The, you deal your your QB who you haven't had for over a year and you get an entire freaking draft. It's an amazing uh, trade from the part of the Texans. And if you're Cleveland, man, he better be good. He better be good. Uh, but the, the um, outkick NFL guy, Armando Seguero does a um, ranking of the best of the QBs in the AFC ranks, the QBs in the AFC. And it is amazing how QB rich the AFC is right now. And I hate to do this to, uh, hell, the worst QB in the AFC, Zach Wilson, the second pick in the draft, a second-year guy who everyone expects, at least most people expect, to improve and be pretty damn good. The 15th, the second-worst quarterback in the AFC is Tua in Miami who was whatever he went top five pick and a superstar in college. And uh, I don't think uh, a lot of people believe in him and his ability to throw the ball down the field. He's ranked behind Davis mills. The 13th ranked quarterback is Trevor Lawrence. The number one pick in the draft. (laughs) And and most people think is a, uh, is a sure thing at some point. I I think he stinks. uh, He doesn't stink. His, his team was totally dysfunctional. He was great in college. He'll be okay. Uh, I mean, the, the Jacksonville's a mess. Yeah. He's got, you know, a new quarterback, a new coach, a new staff. He'll be okay. Mitch Trubisky, number 12. Now, the Patriots fans in general, and I understand why, are pretty high on Mac Jones, right? Mac Jones had a pretty good uh, rookie year. Made the Pro Bowl, by the way. He's a Pro Bowler. They went 10-7 and seven under Mac Jones. Um 92.5 rating. That's not bad. Uh, what did he have for uh, TDs and picks? He had uh, 13 picks and thir- and 22 touchdowns. Not a bad rookie year. He's the 11th best quarterback in the conference. <clears throat> and by the way, most of the uh, quarterbacks are not old. They're not washed up. They're not done. No. Matt Ryan is a Hall of Famer. He's now with the Colts. Matt Ryan who's had a pretty damn good career in Atlanta. He's the ninth best quarterback in AFC, according to OutKick. And then you go Lamar Jackson's eight, Derek Carr seven. Russell Wilson, another Hall of Famer, is sixth with the Broncos. Deshaun Watson, who got $230 million guaranteed, is fifth. They got the fifth best quarterback in the, con- in the uh, conference for three first-rounders and five picks. Uh, Justin Herbert is fourth. Joe Burrow is third. Josh Allen is second. And Patrick Mahomes is, according to OutKick, the best QB in the conference. Mm -mm. That is an amazingly deep and talented bunch of QBs, which is bad news. If you're the Dolphins or the Patriots or, uh, you know, the the Steelers, uh, I mean, some of these teams and Steelers most likely will draft QBs. Not a lot of good QBs, but there'll be a few in the first round, two or three in the first round. And some of these teams will take QBs, but uh, you know, the Patriots, they're locked in. They're not trading Mac Jones. They're not moving on. They're just hoping he improves. 
but it is remarkable after 20 years of Tom Brady, you now have a first rounder who's pretty good and he's the 11th best quarter. I mean, you put the whole NFL together. What does that make Mac Jones? Is he top 15? Is he top 20? There's a lot of studs out there, which is why for all its faults, you know, despite the idiots who run it, the NFL is a remarkable product because the most important part of the product of the of NFL football is the quarterback. That's why you tune in. That's why you watch. If you're sitting there on a Thursday night and you turn on the TV and you say, oh, look, it's Joe Burrow, or it's Josh Allen. I think I'll watch. If it's yeah. not Josh Allen, if it's some other, you know, if the guy's, you know, Davis Mills, you don't, you don't watch. But someone like Josh Allen who's making – who's got like $240 million deal worth every penny because Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, they make you sit down, yep. turn it on, stay tuned and watch more than any other athlete in sports. A good QB brings eyeballs, puts people in the seats. And uh, I'm, I didn't even look, but how many of the uh, QBs on the list are, are African? I guess Patrick Mahomes, are African-American, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. These get Lamar Jackson. These guys are not only studs and stars, but they're making a fortune. I think we're done. Russell Just because Kaepernick got, you know, Kaepernick's phone's not ringing doesn't mean NFL teams give a damn yeah. about race. They don't. They don't. As If there's anything we know by now is they'll do anything to win. They'll do anything to upgrade and win. Look what Cleveland just did. Look what they just did. Gave up all that, all those picks, all that money for a QB who is 26 and he's not a sure thing. I mean, I think, I think he'll be good. Don't get me wrong. I think he is good, but do we know how a year off and 22 civil suits are going to affect him? I mean, do we know how wearing a Browns uniform is going to affect him? That's, that's ruined some people. It's, wearing it's a that, heavy uniform. <laughs> just put, That is a heavy <laughs> uniform. And are we sure Deshaun Watson is going to, uh, is going to be okay uh, as, as a Cleveland Brown? Cause lots of people not, haven't been so, uh, so fortunate, but think of like, just say week two is a Thursday night game or a Monday night game. And the Browns are on. Normally you'd be like, yeah, Browns. Now you're all fired up. And you're like, yeah. awesome. <clears throat> I get to see Deshaun Watson and see just how he handles, you know, life in Cleveland. He's only played four years in the NFL. Four. Mm. For, including his rookie year where he only played seven games. And after that, you know, he's, he's been okay. He went 11 and 5, 10 and 5, and then 4 and 12. Uh, that guy, that guy, again, I like him. He's fun to watch. He's fun to, uh, he's got 104 touchdowns and how many picks? 36 picks uh, in his career. I like him. He's fun to watch, but, and I think he'll be okay, but he better be because they just yeah. gave up everything. And if he's not, if he gets hurt or if he stinks, they'll, they'll pay the price for him for decades going forward. But, do, you, do you agree with that list? Sure. Oh, well, I don't know which, give me a specific. Yes. I think it's a pretty well done list. I think our Mendo Seguero from Outkick does a good job. I'm not sure how much higher I would rank Mac Jones, Brian Tannehill. He might be done. Uh, but uh, like I would take, I would take Allen over Mahomes. Oh, I wouldn't. You can't take anybody over Mahomes. You can't. Oh, I love I, Allen. I, I love, love him. him. You know why I wouldn't take him? Cause Josh Allen's going to knock it to last as long. He's tough as hell. 
He likes to run. He likes to get hit. He enjoys the contact. That's not a good quality in a quarterback. He's He's got big balls, and he likes to you know run to the flag and not go out of bounds. He's great to watch. He's very entertaining. I root for him, but Patrick Mahomes is such a stud. He's worked out such... for uh, Roethlisberger on field. Yeah, uh, yeah. on field. Roethlisberger yeah, learned. He learned not to run. He learned to slide. Right. And maybe Josh Allen will learn. But those two guys, hopefully, they're both healthy and around for the next decade. If, and Joe Burrow too. My God, he's great too. And Herbert. I mean, this is like unbelievable list yeah. again. Watching Josh Paul. Allen throw into the wind in that. Pat's Buffalo game last year was insanity. I would not I would not take Derek Carr over Lamar Jackson. No. Again, Jackson won't last, but for now I'd take I mean, we'll see. Derek Carr's got some studs around him now. He's got a new coach. He's got uh, Josh McDaniel. We'll see how that goes. But uh Mitch Trubisky mm, over Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence will be good. You watch. And so will Zach Wilson if they get the right coach and give him time. They're both studs. They're oh. both unbelievably talented. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. It's not good. This is not very encouraging for the Patriots because, again, I like I Mark Jones. <laughs> yeah. But, man, there's some teams ahead of them on the depth chart. It's going to be tough to get through the regular season and through the playoffs and back to a Super Bowl with this kind of talent in the AFC. But, all right, we shall leave it there. we got to wrap this up. Uh, Ironhead, anything else? Uh, just some oh. Kamala videos we didn't get to, but oh, we never got. Oh no, we have to. We have to. We have to. You got to point this out to me. I got. I got a lot on my. I got a lot of notes here. You got to jump in and say, "Don't forget Kamala." Don't we forget. We got a couple minutes left. Kamala, it is required. This I told you. This is part of your job. Right. You have to keep track of the Kamala gaffes. This is important. Yesterday, Kamala was where was she? Louisiana or somewhere? I have zero idea. Ta- okay, can you just do that for me? I mean, I don't ask a lot. You got to track the Kamala sound because it's priceless. This was Kamala yesterday. What's it say behind her? Access intern something? Yeah. Louisiana, somewhere, yep. sunshine, sunset, Louisiana. But listen to the gibberish coming out of the vice president. And I do this, so I, I think everyone should do this. Joe Biden is an old 79. Joe Biden has had brain aneurysms. Joe Biden has dementia. Asking him to continue in the toughest job in the world for three more years is asking a lot. Uh-huh. If physically he cannot do it anymore, mentally he cannot do it anymore, this, ladies and gentlemen, is your 47th president. My God, help us. Please, God, help us. Let's listen to a Kamala yesterday. The governor and I, and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time. Right, the significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. God, God. She said the same thing four or five times. The 30 the second significance video. of the passage of time. Yeah. What the hell? I mean, she's not <laughs> looking at a teleprompter, is she? Because if she is, I don't know. Fire the person. Actually, the person who wrote that quit. Everybody. She's lost like 10 I know. staffers, yeah. high ranking staffers already in a year, a little over a year. They're just bailing on her because she doesn't prepare. She's She's unprepared and she's dumb as a rock and she tries to fake it. She's and it's mean. just so uncomfortable. 
According she's to the people girl, that leave, no she's question. Mean. She's yeah. a mean girl, but that, thanks to identity politics, thanks to Joe Biden insisting that he could, he must find a running mate who was a person of color without a penis. Those were the two most important things. He got one, but boy, is she overmatched and underwhelming, and it is just painful. Imagine that. If Joe Biden stepped on tomorrow, that's the person who would be deciding whether we're going to nuclear war with Russia. That person. She'll be running the that NWO. That is just frightening, but uh, we'll leave it there. We'll have another one tomorrow. I promise. I promise. Uh, Craig will will stay on top of it, and she will speak again today, and we'll have another just example of our, our VP in so far over ahead tomorrow. But uh, we will leave it there for today. Thanks to everybody for watching and listening. Thank you for putting it all together, Craig. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow.